For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I spent some time a few years ago uh, counseling a couple that, I, that I've known for a while, and they were going through a pretty heavy season in their marriage. Um, the, the husband had for some time um, been soliciting women on the internet. Um, it, wasn't a, a, it wasn't a good scene. Eventually, over time, God convicted him and, and brought him to a place where he repented to his wife, but that certainly wasn't the end of the journey. Uh, it was, as you can imagine, a really difficult season for them walking alongside them, as particularly as, as the wife. His wife really wrestled with, with so much doubt and, and anger and grief and pain. Um, and they, they've been to the counseling and he's been to therapy and um, they continue to have to try and work on this. Um, but there really is not much in life that's harder than the betrayal of someone that you love. When you place your trust in them and there's intimacy and connection and there's a betrayal, that's, that's, that's some of the hardest stuff in life to have to walk through. We see here um, in the text today that Jesus... Um, Jesus is familiar with betrayal. You got to remember that in all of these stories we've seen from the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, uh, whether it's him walking on the water and calming the storm or feeding the 5,000, all the teaching, the Sermon on the Mount, feeding multitudes with a kid's lunch kit, Judas has been there through each step. Jesus knows what Judas is up to. And, and here, as we prepare for Passion Week, as we are, are ready to embark on this journey of Jesus to the cross in Jerusalem, Judas' betrayal is kind of at the center of all of that, and yet Jesus continues to have patience and love for Judas. So, pick up the text here, Matthew chapter 26. We'll start here in 14. Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, what will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment, he sought an opportunity to betray him. Um, Judas's motivation seems to have been perhaps greed, jealousy, um, along with, I think, a disappointment that Jesus wasn't the kind of Messiah that he was expecting, that it wasn't the kind of kingdom that he had signed up for. And the 30 pieces of silver um, is significant as well. It was the value in the Old Testament in Exodus that um, someone had to pay <laughs> the value of a slave accidentally gored to death by an ox. And so there's, there's sort of the sad irony of, of the life of a slave in the Old Testament and the life of Jesus here. The view, I think, of, of the Pharisees and of Judas himself on the value of Jesus' life. Verse 17. Now, on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into a city, a certain man, and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did just as Jesus had directed them, uh, and they prepared the Passover. In Luke, Luke gives us a little more detail. Um, this, it's kind of a cool little story, actually. In Luke 22, Here's, here's actually how this plays out. He said, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters, and tell the master of the house, The teacher says to you, 
Where's the guest room that I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, furnished. Prepare it there. And they went and found it just as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover. So there's this room that's already prepared. And um, I sort of think about this, the, the preparations this, this man had put into uh, preparing this room for his family's Passover and, and wondering what happened that they had to cancel and they had this room that was ready for Passover. And um, interesting circumstances in his life, whatever they were, perhaps sadness and disappointment that led to the ability of Jesus being able to, to use that room for Passover in the significant moment in the kingdom. Uh, we continue here in uh, verse 20. When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve. And when they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful, began to say to him, say to one another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. Um, and so uh, reclining here, uh, the way that they would eat, it was a very low table, not like tables we have today. And they were probably all reclining on a pillow, laying on their sides, sort of in a, in a circle. And they would all dip into a common bowl. So each of them have been dipping into the bowl. Um, the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. Uh, that little phrase, you have said so, in the Greek, um, it's the similar expression to, Your words, not mine. It's sort of a, a, um, sort of a condemning phrase where... Um, one sort of condemns themselves. Um, Jesus uses it, as, uses it as well with, with Pilate a little bit later. Um, and so he's not outwardly um, accusing Judas here, but it's a wink-wink. I, I know what you've done. Now as they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it, all of you. For this is the blood of uh, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again uh, of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it uh, new with you in my Father's kingdom. Uh, this was uh, this was the Passover meal. Uh, this was a, a meal that celebrated the exodus out of slavery when. When the wrath of God passed over the doorposts of the homes that had the blood of the lamb smeared over them. Um, it was a ritualized meal and it, it had been celebrated really since the, the exodus itself. And so for thousands of years, people even before the time of Jesus have been, have been celebrating this Passover as a meal of, of remembering and sharing the story. Passing this, this story of identity on to subsequent generations. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And then Jesus said to them, You will fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will scatter. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. And Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you this, very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples did the same. But we know that that very night, when the guards show up, all the disciples flee. None of them stick around. They all run at the first moment of trouble. Judas himself betrays Jesus with a kiss, and then later Peter uh, outwardly, uh, vehemently denies even knows Jesus three times. And Jesus knows all these things as he's breaking bread with them up in the upper room. <coughs> 
Now, if you had uh, done the Seder meal with us with last last Easter, this might be uh, a bit of a, of a repeat for you, but maybe a refresher because I just think it's so important um, that this Passover meal has been celebrated uh, for thousands of years. And, and there was one piece of bread at the very beginning of the meal that uh, whoever was leading the, the, the Seder meal would break it into and he'd wrap half of it in a linen cloth and tuck it underneath a table or sometimes to hide it in the house for kids to find. And this was called the afikomen. It was a piece of matzah bread. Um, and the meal would then go on. It was, just, it was hidden away and it, the meal would go on. And then after, after the main course of dinner itself, the, the first part would be to pull out this afikomen. Um, which meant that sort of the, the special piece, the, 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 the tucked away piece. Um, sometimes kids, it would be hidden in the house and kids would go find it and they would bring it. Um, but the, this piece of bread that would then be pulled out after the meal, um, scholars at the time of Jesus didn't even know why it was done this way. Uh, they didn't, they, the, sort of the, the ritual kind of got lost. They didn't know and they were just going through the motions. And it's this piece of bread that Jesus takes after the dinner. Here in Matthew 26, it's this afikomen, uh, which had been uh, tucked away in a piece of linen that he pulls out and he breaks it and goes, this is my body. He's saying the symbol this thing that, that no one really understands what it is and, and where this tradition came from. This is me. This is me tucked away in a piece of linen. Jesus was about to be wrapped up in a linen cloth, tucked away in a tomb, only to come out three days later. Jesus is saying, this is my body. This is the, the sign. This is the way of remembering um, what is about to happen. And, and, and what's going on. Uh, and then the cup, the cup that was that was directly... Uh, of the four or five cups of, uh, of wine that were, were, were uh, consumed during the Passover meal, this particular one um, was uh, the cup of redemption. And, and Jesus is saying that this, this is my blood, that my blood is going to be the new covenant of redemption, of buying us out of slavery, that my blood is going to be shed, that this cup represents my sacrifice, and, and I will actually redeem all of you out of the slavery to sin and that, that all of these things have been pointing to me. And so uh, it's this after dinner when Jesus takes the bread and the cup, he's actually taking these, the afikomen, um, the, this piece that's been hidden and tucked away. And he's also taking this cup, the cup of redemption, saying, this is my blood, the new covenant, which is shed. Um, all through the, the Old Testament, um, God used this imagery of, of Israel being his bride. Um, and there's a covenant with his bride, but Israel continues to go astray and continues to betray God, continues to, to go after other lovers. And it's really clearly laid out even in, in the book of Hosea. Um, and, and then in, in the New Testament as well, the, the church is now called the bride of Christ. Um, and, and here we see at this, this upper table, Jesus is, is breaking bread that he, he's sharing what he's about to do, the sacrifice that he's about to do, knowing um, that these, his closest friends, are about to betray him, deny him, flee from him in his, in his time of need. And he continues to show them grace and mercy. He does it anyway, even knowing all that they're about to do. And Jesus knows what it means to be betrayed, but he shows grace and mercy nonetheless. And what was it like for Jesus to offer this communion symbol to Judas? This is my body which is broken because you're about to break it. Jesus is the true and better 
um, of all of these things in the Passover, but as he offers it to the disciples and he offers it to us, for me, it's just a reminder that um, there are times in our lives, I think, when each of us flee from Jesus. Perhaps we become apathetic. We just don't care. There's something we, we want more. There's, there's something we, 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 in that moment, love more and want to pursue and we, we abandon Jesus. There are times when we deny him with our, perhaps our words or maybe our actions. And, and there are times maybe we, we even betray him, betray his trust, betray his love, betray his grace and his mercy. I'm going to see with Jesus at the upper table with these disciples, with even with Judas there, is the grace and the mercy that he has for me and he has for you. He knows the things you've done. He knows the things you're doing. He knows the things you will do. And as the Old Testament said, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. You see the heart of Jesus for broken people, even in the face of betrayal. His grace and His mercy continues to extend to them as it does to us. Let's pray. God, we thank You that you know our hearts and you, you don't run from us. You don't deny us. You don't betray us. You remain faithful. God, I pray that, um, that you would draw our hearts to you and that you would be our first love. God, that we would draw near to you and that we would see anew the, the depth of your grace and your mercy and your love for us. And that we would respond in kind. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hope you have a great rest of the week. We'll see you soon.